Kia ora and welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast. My name is Laura and I really appreciate your support in listening to this podcast. This episode is the very first of our Splore sessions, so I was stoked to be able to take my mobile podcasting recording studio, which is also known as my van, to Splore, and I recorded a bunch of conversations there and sort of hopefully encapsulated a little bit of the magic of the Wendy's Wellness Zone at Splore, and so I feel like it's very suitable that our first conversation is with Wendy Douglas herself. So this is Wendy of Wendy's Wellness. She was a little too busy to get a hold of at Splore, so I will confess that this one was recorded after the fact. But uh, this is a cool conversation. I think there's a lot of really incredible wisdom that you'll get out of this. The theme of this episode, I suppose if you were going to draw something out, is grief. Wendy has dealt with some dark things in her life and her journey as we all have but I think you'll find this conversation incredibly joyful and incredibly inspiring. There's a lot we can learn from Wendy's journey in terms of how she has managed to come out the other side with so much optimism and so much joy. This was such a fun conversation. She will light up your heart. She's just a magic human being and so without further ado. Let's dive into my conversation with Wendy Douglas. Lovely to have you here, Wendy. Thanks for coming on to the Authentic Connection podcast. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Yes. Yes. It's lovely. It It took a while, but yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and thank you for your patience and grace with my all over the place-ness. Schedule. That's a word. Yeah, crazy, crazy schedule. But yeah, no, awesome to be to be talking to you. I am excited to dive into some topics today around Splore, because I suppose Splore is one of the things that has introduced me to you. I suppose before we dump, jump into Splore, I'd love to hear a little bit about what first drew you into, I suppose, more of the yoga and the alternative wellness space or has that something that's been always part of your life it's it has been a vast part of my life I would say that probably in my mid to late 20s I had what I would term in inverted commas a kind of spiritual awakening whereby I had come out of a a long relationship seven eight years in my early 20s and it was quite a shock and my partner left and what happened was it it really I really went into grief but not not just grief about the ending of that relationship but it tapped into the grief that I had around my mother's suicide when I was Mm, gosh Uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't expecting that that would unlock all of that but it did so I was left in a space of just feeling quite lost not knowing you know not having any answers to anything I was 28 at the time so in my Saturn return which is um, a little bit turbulent Mm. so it was a turbulent 
time of my life. And so I had this grief around the, the relationship ending, but also the grief that I hadn't actually dealt with around my mother dying suddenly when I was 20. So a friend introduced me to the Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. I don't know if you've read it. I haven't read it yet, actually, but I've heard of it. It's one of those spiritual classics, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a series of books. And it was it was interesting because we were on the phone, and she was like, "Look, I really think that you know maybe you should look at reading you know reading this book. It's helped me heaps." And and I and I kind of thought about it and go, "I'm sure that I've seen that book on my bookshelf." Go over to my bookshelf when she suggests that I read it. And there it was sitting in front of me. So I I literally devoured the um, entire copy and really just some of the themes that he was discussing really just resonated. And that's where it began for me. So I've always been into kind of keep fit and looking after myself, even though I, I used to, you know, I was a real, I partied hard and worked hard, but I always had the balance of exercise and, you know, tried yoga and, and all sorts of different things. But after reading the Celestine Prophecy, I then met a, an amazing spiritual, spiritual teacher for whom I did lots of one-on-one work with, as well as group work. So chakra workshops and past life regression and Kabbalah and just, she, she offered a lot. And so, yeah, that's where sort of, I suppose, the spiritual awakening and journey began. And I've devoured many modalities and practices over over the years so wellness is wellness and that isn't isn't new to me it's been it's been a part of my life cool so it's a pretty common story for us to I suppose and I and I use this word because it's sort of familiar terminology but hit rock bottom before we kind of get to those modalities it would be nice if (laughs) one day we were taught all these things as we were growing up before we hit our Saturn return or before we hit all of these things wouldn't it I feel I feel it's starting to change certainly having two teenagers one 18 and one 15 and observing what's happening in schools with more awareness around mindfulness and meditation and yoga classes being offered as well I know that with the local school Maharani College there's actually now um, a well-being not department but there is a person who's on the board of trustees who looks after the well-being aspects of the school and they're looking into building spaces where kids can go and you know meditate or if they need to have time out there is there is a shift cool it's it's starting to change it needs to change the the education system and just how we teach kids is outdated and Mm. has been for a long time it's it it is changing and even though with my own children they do look at me as some kind of crazy hippie at times they the the stuff that I discuss with them and and talk to them about they some of it they take on. My daughter has some anxiety, so she's meditating and 
feeling the difference when when she meditates and when she doesn't you know she's interested in yoga we have really profound and philosophical conversations around health and well-being so I I feel that there is there is a shift certainly in schools and just in terms of how I relate to my to my teenagers yeah oh that's really good that gives me a lot of hope because I sometimes feel like those sorts of systems they're a little bit resistant to change but it sounds like it is and they are and look, they're yeah. not not everyone's going to to be on board and there will be those who will come kicking and screaming but it has to change it has to, it cannot it can can no longer survive as it as it as it is and it's actually the education system is failing a lot of children and young people. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Not everyone is suited to the current structured classroom system that we have. So it, it, it has to change. I mean, I feel like there's a torch on all manner of systems and institutions that we have grown up with that we have been dictated to for a long time and and things are starting to shift yeah things are starting to shift definitely I'm really optimistic actually about about life and about the future because that's just how I roll yeah cool you definitely find that the people who are the yeah quote happiest people tend to be optimistic don't they so it's certainly a nice outlook to have on life I'm happy I'm happy yeah (laughs) most of the time (laughs) yeah optimistic about your happiness anyway yeah (laughs) cool thank you for sharing that sounds like it would have been a pretty intense sort of period your 20s with everything that went down if you wanted to pick out one of the modalities that you that you came away with what would be one that really helped you deal with some of that grief awesome question I certainly found that the one on the one-on-one sessions with you know she was she was a spiritual teacher so she would bring her knowledge and experiences to the session so really talking through what was what I was experiencing at the time using meditation tools using past life regression I feel really helped me shift and move through the grief I was doing some yoga and body work as well at the time so Mm. a a combination of different Mm. modalities and for those who may not know do you mind explaining what the past life regression is so you, you basically, you are taken back to a particular life and it's, it's kind of random. They take, take you on a kind of journey and visualisation and cue you with questions, takes you back to a certain, to, to a past life. So I've seen myself. Um, not myself because you it's not yourself it's a past life it's not the it's not the Wendy that's here but I see myself as a male a white male and I've seen a life in which I was working in a factory sewing clothes in a kind of cotton factory I've seen myself as a slave yeah lots and lots of different insights into lives and you know the rational mind kind of wants to go what a load of bullshit but but they all of those past life experiences were 
I felt, I actually felt it and experienced it in this, in this body, but, but in, in that moment of time. Mm, cool. It can be, it can be an access to and, and help to move and shift previous trauma or experiences that, that one may have had or several. <laughs> Oh, cool. Thank you. And so Wendy's wellness has become quite, well, you know, like it's a, it's a real, real integral part of the sport experience now. When did that start? How did it happen? Tell us all about Wendy's Wellness Explore. I've had a really lovely relationship with Explore over the last 10 years or so. My ex-partner and I created the first beach stage so where crystal palace is we started with a zone called the rum shack and so we uh, scheduled 30 odd djs built the whole thing came up with the concept and that is what started the beach stage basically cool on the water so we did that and then i following following that so it was 2010 we, I would go to the festival just as a, as a punter. I did a couple of DJ gigs at Splore before I was asked four and a half, five years ago, six years actually, if I would curate or, or do something around wellness at Splore. And at the time I was too busy. I, had, I was in real estate and not, didn't have any time really for doing this, this particular role. So the following year I was asked again and I was like out of real estate and um, had done my yoga teacher training and I was like, right, this feels, this feels great. So I went, yes, and inherited a, yeah, inherited like a gener- generic kind of timetable and order of things, which I, some of it I adhered to, but I introduced some other stuff and changed it about. Anyway, the first year was a huge success, but really felt like it was all, it was just tucked in the corner where Orchard Thieves is now. People were literally hanging out of the tent the whole time because there wasn't enough space for the workshop. So I requested that we moved everything over the other side and got some more practitioner tents and Wendy's wellness was born and there's no other deep profound idea behind the name other than the producer and his partner thought it would be quite cool with the alliteration to have Wendy's wellness so that's how Wendy's wellness was born. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I really like it. I think it brings it. I mean, again, Splore is so unique in terms of what it is as a festival, but it like brings a personal aspect in it. It's not just anybody's wellness, you know, like Wendy has curated this for you. Come and hang out with us. And, you know, like. No, it's hilarious because I have even, you know, at the festival and, you know, I meet because it's, it, it is gaining more, more, it's more popular and more people are aware of it. But, you know, I'll be out sometimes and I'll go, they'll, someone will mention Wendy's wellness and, and I'll go, well, I'm, I'm Wendy. And they'll look at me and they go, oh, you're Wendy. And Wendy was for probably the first couple of years, everyone was like, who's Wendy? What's yeah. that, you know? 
going on? Is it actually even a real person? I, I like it in that it is, it's a little bit tongue in cheek and, and funny and cheeky, but that's, that's me. But yeah. there's also, you know, we, we are serious about the, the types of workshops and, and presenters and practitioners that we, that we, you know, on board. So it's actually becoming in terms of the, I suppose, the spiritual festivals, Wendy's wellness is 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 on the map. Yeah, people, totally. People want to people apply and they want to they want to come and have a have it, experience it. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, suppose, I don't know whether you've actually really contemplated this yourself, but what some of the biggest sort of challenges of creating like the Wendy's Wellness Zone Explore? It, the challenge is not having one of the big challenges is actually not having enough space for the amount of people that are applying. So, mm. and, and that's always going to be the, the case, but I, I could probably honestly have another tent and add another half a dozen practitioners tents because there are so many people attending, but actually so many people who want to be involved. So the application process and the selection of of practitioners and workshop presenters is probably my my biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. What do I, you know, what do I not? And then because people have such an awesome time, they want to come back year after year. I'm creating a bit of a rule that if somebody has done two years of in on in the row, then they take the next one off to allow for other new people to come in. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, the other thing is that the like the punters or the people attending the festival are usually people who are coming back as well, so they want to sort of experience different people as well. So actually, that probably it works for people presenting, but it also works for people coming along. Yeah. What's your sort of biggest learning that you've that you've got from this floor journey, I suppose, or even it might not have been something that was this year, it might have been last year, or you know, what's one of the biggest learnings from the the floor Wendy's wellness journey? This year for me was well, one of my big takeaways for me this year. I had um really really severe toothache throughout the whole weekend, so I was actually not present for quite a bit of it because I was in bed looking after my sore tooth but what was awesome was that I could actually um, take the time out and everything ran really beautifully so my the team that I I have the sound people and the the amazing women on reception and just the whole team is 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 so awesome and mm. what, what we have is a bit of a Wendy's wellness family within Splore. So we're, there's beautiful friendships and connections and collaborations that are coming out of people meeting um, at Wendy's Wellness. And that that feels awesome because it's yeah. not rolling out the, the schedule for the weekend, but there's there's just other stuff going on outside of the festival. Mm, yeah, cool. And that's probably, I mean, that's one thing that we sort of realized how much we needed especially last year I suppose but community and the people around us and that human human connection eh? yeah so that's one of the did you say take homes yeah take homes or learnings 
what all biggest learnings what else in terms of learning Re- really just trusting my intuition as well you know really listening to my inner wisdom and my inner voice in terms of the people that I'm selecting uh, it's quite an intuitive process mm, mm. and my intuition is 100% yeah <laughs> good good tuned in yeah yeah because you, you 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 want to believe that your intuition is 100% isn't it but I suppose you just you have to believe it and then it'll be true is that the case yeah exactly <laughs> um it's never I don't feel like it's ever um led me down the wrong path it leads to growth yeah and not just growth for me but my for me my community for everyone the podcast is called authentic connection so what I really want to I suppose bring to people or inspire in people is to slow down and really connect authentically with themselves and their intuition mm-hmm. with the other people around them and with you know mother earth with Papa Tuanukus. but you know when you are feeling a little disconnected from yourself when you're feeling a little scattered what would be the one thing that you do to come back to that really authentic connection to yourself a meditation is one just even three conscious breaths you know so really bringing my awareness back to to my breathing and breathing deeply three times can really help to center and to connect with that that inner wisdom and higher self yeah and then finding joy so if I'm feeling or feeling which doesn't actually happen that often but if I'm having you know a low period finding something that that brings me joy so it might be I'm a real I'm really into knitting so you know maybe doing a few rows of knitting or going um for a walk or actually going to the beach and having a swim so you know I don't like to oscillate in in a particularly negative space if I am going through something I will accept it and honor that that's happening but I don't want to stay in a yucky space for too long Mm, yeah that's cool so you don't deny that that's how you're feeling at that moment but it's sort of about moving through it absolutely and the longer you I found the longer that you stay in a particularly negative space it just it just feeds it and you just end up being in there for longer and longer I'm all about joy (laughs) finding joy in every situation possible yeah yeah, and having a giggle as well, that's always a nice one. And actually the, the thing about me is that I don't I don't take myself seriously. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm I I crack myself up. Yeah, often. yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I think <laughs> is important. If we were taking ourselves too seriously, life wouldn't be any fun, really, would it? No, no. <laughs> so those yeah, those are the things that that help me move through stuff. sticky stuff sticky stuff yeah cool and then when it comes to connecting really authentically with other people with like with your daughter with your family with your friends what what's a way that you because I really like being able to kind of connect really authentically as I say so move away from that surface level weather chat into sort of connecting really authentic with, with people how do you do that with the people around you I just bring me yeah 
bring me and whatever's whatever's going on with me. I feel that I am the type of person that seems to be able to hold space for people to to be authentic and to share their stuff. I have honestly, I have people really digging deep and sharing their innermost, I don't know, it could be heartache or mm. whatever is going on for them. And it's and I've had it a lot of my life. Lots of friends have come to me as a person that they feel they can trust and they can they can talk to. So I feel that comes out of me existing in an authentic space, yeah. you know, like I, I, I bring, I try and bring myself and, and, and be open and honest and authentic about who I am and who I'm being in the world. And I think that really does allow other people to do the same. That's really nice. I mean, and you know, the other thing is you've probably done lots of work that allows you to be really clear on who you are as well. I have, yeah. A lot of people, they want to be their authentic self, but they might not actually know what that is. So maybe going back to some of the meditation and the yoga and the other things that we've talked about first to work out actually who you really are. Yeah, and really loving self. Mm. It, or everything, you know, we look at our relationships around us and, you know, what is happening in our lives is so much a reflection of our inner landscape. I'm in a space now that where I really, I really love myself and it definitely has been a different experience. Certainly, you know, I have a new relationship not that new, but, you know, that I'm into for for 18 months now. And because of where I'm at in myself, I'm in the most incredible, incredibly loving, beautiful relationship. But that is actually because I have done so much work on the inner inner landscape in my inner world. Cool. My final question around authentic connection, I suppose, is your favorite way or your favorite practice to connect really authentically to the earth, to Mother Earth, to Papaduanuku. Swimming is done and I swim throughout winter as well. So, and I, I live in, in Walkworth, so I've got amazing beaches, Iron, Tarpanuing, really close by. Just simply sometimes taking my shoes off and just walking outside bare feet in the grass and just feeling the you know the grass below below me and the earth below me and mother earth holding and supporting me meditation as well Mm. connecting connecting in with source and you know really tuning into that and lots and lots of bush walks I, i did the trail walkers 100k walk just before Splore actually. Ah, gosh, that would have been a pretty hectic time because you mentioned that you did a Vipassana straight afterwards as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we did, I did train for six months with my three amazing teammates and we did, we walked around New Plymouth for 100k's, raised $8,000 for Poverty in the Pacific. So it was an awesome journey, but we did a lot of at you know walks in nature in in the bush 
you know, hugging a tree, talking. I've got lots of plants in, in my home and, and I definitely like to have a little conversation <laughs> with, <laughs> with the plants and the, the flora and fauna. That really does. And, and hug, hug a tree. I mean, there's, hugging a tree is bloody awesome. <laughs> I went for a bushwalk the other day and there was a beautiful kauri and I was just like oh I could just I could feel I could feel the the, the energy come just the, the energy exchange between the two of us and oh and just the connection with everything yeah I really get off on all of that <laughs> oh, yeah it's so good because I think we I mean, Western society views trees as kind of things or it, but I know there's a lot of indigenous cultures that view them as they and she or him or her or them, you know, like they are real beings. And I think, you know, a lot of where we're at with our climate is probably a result of viewing them as a it rather than viewing them as a them. Yeah. So, you know, personifying them, hugging them, you know, is, is such a nice way to to shift our perception and maybe you know i i also um, i also believe or, or think that the 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 relationship we have with with self you know if you if you don't love yourself or you don't feel yourself worthy or all the you know the the plethora of of issues and conditions that we can have around who we are you know i think if, if i feel that if one really loves themselves and really values who they are and you really feel into the connectedness of everything because we are all connected and we are just we are all vibration you Mm. know we're focused into form into different types of form but we all we are all connected I don't even know where I I I lost my train of thought but (laughs) I I spent I was about spending time in in nature and honoring honoring nature yeah 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 absolutely and then you've mentioned already even in this conversation a couple of long-term relationships and I love to ask people and you're totally welcome to ignore the uh, question as well but ask people a little bit about those relationships in terms of how they have helped to shape you and I suppose even more on a very specific practical sense what what did you learn about yourself as a result of that relationship and or how have you managed to make a long-term relationship work as well? I know you're in a current well, one. Well, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was in the, my longest relationship was um, 16 years and there were, there were ha- happy moments, of course, and we had two children because of it, but it was a large proportion of it was, highly dysfunctional but the, but now I've I'm I'm out of it and away from it and I've had some time to do more work I suppose on on self that I realized that my, my the relationship I had with self was what was outpictured in my relationship with my ex-partner and so a big learning was that what happened in our relationship wasn't just his fault it wasn't that there was, you know, there was, there were two people party to that. It's given me some big insights into forgiveness and, you know, forgiving the other for what happened and actually forgiving myself as well. Mm. Um, 
it's been a it's been a hugely pivotal time in my life and probably one of my greatest teachers it wasn't it wasn't pleasant at times i didn't i wasn't happy but but now i look at the relationship i'm in which is incredible and know that the relationship that i was in then was perfect for where i was i was at at the time that's shifted mm-hmm. and moved i'm no longer there for me perspective and access to a really authentic, loving partnership, you know, and, and also just letting go of, yeah, lots, maybe letting go of, of lots of grief and feelings around abandonment because my mum left when she, you know, when I was 20 and, you know, formative years and all of that. But, you know, I thank my ex-partner for for the many lessons and for the life that I have and for the woman that I am today. Mm, That's incredible. The angst and the anger and the blame and all of that stuff is no longer, is no longer there. It was for some time, but it's no, it's no longer there. And that feels really liberating. And I am in a space where even though, you know, we don't really have a relationship, I send him lots of love. We were only doing what we can, we, we, we did our best in that moment. Forgiveness is pretty hard work, but it's so worthwhile in the long run because it allows you to release all of those negative emotions and the blame and the, yeah, yeah. And the anger and... It doesn't, it doesn't serve our higher, highest good. Yeah, yeah. It, has its, it definitely has its place and its purpose, but I don't want to walk on this earth angry and angst and upset all the time. Too much fun to be had, Laura. Exactly. Flick back into that joy and you're there. <laughs> yeah, it's an incredible playground that we that we live in. I feel really grateful and fortunate to live in New Zealand, to live where I live, to have the, you know, the the, the friends and family and the people that I have around me. So much gratitude every day. Mm, mm. Yeah, gratitude's a pretty good state to be in as well as joy, isn't it? Um, You mentioned the Celestian Prophecy already, but is there a book or a podcast or any, or even just a song or something you've listened to really recently that you've kind of really loved or has really spoken to you that you want to recommend to our listeners? There's a a guy in the States who does podcasts. He's got a company called On It and he's called Aubrey Marcus. And he, he does, he's done some incredible podcasts. He's very, you know, he's really into fitness and all of that stuff, but he's also deeply spiritual. He's really into plant medicine as well. So he's done lots of plant journeys and has, ha- has had, in, you know, in- incredible experience. So he's, he has a broad knowledge and I feel is really authentic. And yesterday he had a guest on, and I can't remember um, what the guest's name was, but I listened to it and it was about this guy who ended up working with Nike and 
was the first person to create because Nike do have done quite a lot of inspirational type videos and um, marketing in mm. recent years and he was the start of of that and and it was really about dreaming big and how how you know our dreams can come true but it was really really awesome I was doing the lawns and just get you know just feeling all warm and fuzzy because it just all it was just an amazing interview so I listen to Aubrey quite regularly I'm currently really feeling into a channel called Paul Selig, who is, he's from New York, now living in Maui, and he channels with with what he calls the guides. He's written eight books, Mm. all of which have been channeled and are literally verbatim, so no editing. And really the premise of the the book is the books about humanity and us as individuals coming back into our divinity and recognizing that we are all divine beings having a human experience and how whether you like someone or not recognizing that that underneath it all that they are a divine being and they're exactly the same as as everybody else can change not just your perspective on things in your life but in the life of others it's been Mm. really amazing books and one ones that resonate really deeply for me Mm, mm, cool cool I'll put those in the show notes anyway so people can find them they sound super inspirational can you hear my washing machine yeah I can a little bit but that's okay doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter we'll finish up now because that was kind of that was my last thing I wanted to finish on so I'll just say a quick thank you for coming on here Wendy really appreciated your time and all of your wisdom today an absolute pleasure, Laura. It's always awesome to to share the journey and to share some insights and, and hopefully inspire others to, to just keep doing, do, doing it, not actually to keep being. Mm, yes, being, take out the doing. That's cool. That's a lovely, lovely note to finish on, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and yeah, just simply learning from people's experiences. I think it's super, super valuable. So I hope you are enjoying these conversations. Please let me know what you think by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. That way other people can find this podcast and hopefully benefit from these conversations and from the wonderful experiences of my guests. So yeah, that would be, I'd really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Alrighty team, that's enough from me. Have a lovely rest of your day and I'll talk to you all very soon.